are live. <laughs> are we though? <laughs> I have an entire bottle of wine in front of me that I'm just drinking from the bottle, and I have a tequila <laughs> shot. Um, which woot you, woot. yeah, which you all are going to see on our lovely Instagram after we get done recording. Um, <laughs> because well, I, you're listening to Talk Crooked, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The social justice and comedy podcast where two friends laugh, cry, and rage about an unspeakable subject. While enjoying adult beverages, my name is Kay. I'm Carrie. And get your shots. Pause this real quick. One, two. Ready? One, two, three, Here go. go. <coughs> oh, that was hot. <laughs> That's so disgusting. Ugh. 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 All right, stop. <laughs> I stop. Am... I will vomit. Okay, I'm not. I'm not gonna make <laughs> you vomit. I'm gonna get out my Dr. I love Pepper. You. Josh <laughs> thought it was really funny last night to try to make me throw up. Mm-mm. Yeah. So no, he was making. Oh my god, he was making this disgusting sound with his tongue, Ugh. like a, like a, uh. I'm not going to do it in the microphone because it's disgusting, but it was like a wet, like, flippity-floppity noise, and I was just like, bl- oh, no. like, just <laughs> everywhere. I was like, I'm seriously going to vomit. Please stop. He thought it was hilarious. Um, yeah, I'm going to wash that down with one of the expired candy bars I brought home. Yum. <laughs> uh-huh. Great time. Ugh, I just burped up a Tums. Ugh. Ugh, honey. I thought it was an orange Tums and it was a cherry. It was mm. a cherry Tums. And I hate cherry flavored stuff. Ugh. I love it Ugh. so much. I know, that's my mom's favorite too. I fucking hate it. Um, all right. Well, hi, everyone. Hi. <laughs> Kay and I are barely functioning. Yeah. This um, week. I'm ready so. to pack up all my shit and leave this town. <laughs> except for my internship i love it so much same though like every day i'm like is this the day i just don't go back mm-hmm. <laughs> is this the day i just decide it's better for me to just stay home and snuggle my dog <laughs> mm. oh lord today was the last oh, day that my store was open Yay! Yeah, it's a little da, bittersweet. Da 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 da. But there are a lot of changes coming to my job because I still have one, thank God, and I'm really excited for them. Everything sounds really cool. We're gonna Good. turn into a tiny movie store, hopefully in like the next year or so, which is gonna be Yay. really cool. I've seen it; it looks great. We're gonna start getting discounts on food and stuff Um, hey oh god i'm glad i'm not there anymore yeah (laughs) (laughs) but it's gonna be great movie prices are dropping a little bit which is nice um because they're consolidating so that makes mm -hmm. sense yeah i got 20 are they gonna advertise for goodness sake because i don't know um but i got 20 movies tonight for like two dollars because they were 10 cents a piece yeah uh so i have Every James McAvoy movie that was at my <laughs> store. 
Oh, wow. That's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> I, uh, now I can or, stare at James McAvoy. Yeah, I may or may not have a tiny crush on him. Oh, God. Everyone should. He's amazing. He I is. I could listen to him speak for just hours. Mm-hmm. In an interview. I've done that. I've spent an entire day just watching James McAvoy <laughs> interviews because I love his beautiful Scottish self. Mm-hmm. It was, oh, my I God. saw this one with him and Bill Hader when they were like having to do impressions oh! of each other. And um, oh! Bill Hader did an impression of James and like they, ah! were, they were talking about how, um, how they. What were they in together? They were in It Chapter 2. Oh, duh. (laughs) (laughs) But they were talking about the book because... um, (laughs) The really good movie that I just saw in theaters, of course. (laughs) (laughs) But they were talking about it because all of the other actors read the book and Bill didn't. (laughs) that's funny. And James said something and Bill was like, oh, that was in there. And they had a little tiff about it. And then um, James was like, well... I read the book, <laughs> and Bill Hader like <laughs> imitated his accent, which I cannot do because it's so gorgeous. But James was so sweet about it; he thought it was so funny, and he's like, "I can't even do one of him now because he just did mine so perfectly." <laughs> it was adorable. I'll have to find it and send it to you. Yeah, you definitely need to do that because that yeah. sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah. Work is killing me. It's going to continue killing me. I hate Their that. expectations are outrageous, and I'm just going to do my best. Yeah. And they're going to have to adjust because it's unreasonable. So that's yeah. my life right now. Which um, you came I can't up- sleep. So <laughs> I have been super anxious for the past two days and can't do anything about it. Aww. I'm exhausted all day and then wide awake at night, which is great. Um. <laughs> Honey. Uh, I need to get my shit together, but it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It'll all be okay. It's all it's all for a good cause. Yeah. <laughs> It'll all be okay. But anyway. I've also any writers that listen to this, I found a magic trick. Um, I got a dry erase board and it has saved my life because I can just write whatever I need to on it for like thoughts and ideas, take a picture of it, erase it and continue working. Nice. Beautiful. Yeah. Because I'm very visual visual, and That's I need cool. stuff like that. So, Yeah, I used to do my math homework on a whiteboard. Oh, nice. Yeah, because yeah, you can it's see it better. Helpful. Yeah. And I don't feel like I'm messing up my piece of paper, which is a big thing for me. You know, yeah. we talked about that in the last episode that I, mm-hmm. I wasn't going to turn anything in unless it was perfect. Yeah. I would sit there and spend minutes on a letter. Oh. And not writing a letter, like, not like, dear Jonathan, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, like, like the letter A. (laughs) (laughs) Because I knew how I wanted that A to look, and if I couldn't make it look perfect. (laughs) Yeah. Dear Jonathan. Dear diary. Today I spotted an antelope in the in the savannah. Yeah. I don't know why that was so funny. Because <laughs> it was unexpected. It was. And I'm kind of drunk. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> you are. 
All right, you guys, we're going to shut up now. So, yeah. <laughs> well, we're not going to shut up, but we're going to get back, get on track. So, this week, <laughs> are you there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. I mean, no, I just, I thought you were still laughing. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, nah, I'm drinking out of the bottle. Okay. You need to calm down because you still have a segment to get to and you're a little, I you're know. a little gone already. So, chill. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I'm gonna be great for my segment. No, you're not. If I have to cut out 17 I love yous, I will reach through this computer and slap you. No, you you won't have to do that. We'll do the next episode dry if you don't knock that off. (laughs) You don't have to do that. I won't do that. Okay. All right. So this week, we are talking about... Con artist. Are you there? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, I'm (laughs) I'm talking into my actual microphone instead of into the phone. Um, can you hear me? No, I just yeah, I just there might be a delay. Okay, yeah, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) Blaming me for all this delay. So I was just like saying it, and you just weren't there. Okay, so let's try (laughs) this again. Okay, sorry, I got scared. Uh, all right, this week. This week we are talking about con artists. Boogity boogity boo. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for this one. This is going to be a fun one. I am too. You're going to love my segment. I picked it just I'm for so you. I'm so excited. Yeah. And my crooked news is totally on theme. So Nice. All right. I really hope you didn't do my crooked news segment as your segment. <laughs> Do we need to pause this? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. No, we're just going to roll the dice and find out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, so I love this topic. Me too. And um, so I found a really cool article about this, but I just want to go ahead and talk real fast. Um, I'm not going to go into a ton of the psychology of a con artist. I think we're all pretty... Um, of what makes a con artist, you know? I think we're all pretty... We can safely assume that there's a degree of narcissism there and there's just overwhelming confidence and the ability to predict what people are doing, which speaks to a little bit of sociopathy and all of that, you know? Mm-hmm. So the uh, it, it, it's, it's pretty standard. Um, really, what's, what's cool that I found out is that the word... Is that the term con artist came from the word confidence, Oh, so it's like I, a yeah, mass, I saw that these, too. Yeah, so it's like a massive amount, just a massive, a massive amounts of confidence because when you say things with confidence, people believe you. Kind of like if you mm-hmm. have an Arby's bag in your hand and you walk into a movie theater like you're allowed to, they will let you do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least they will in Bowling Green. Yeah. Because it's just a bunch of teenagers and they're like, I make $6 an hour. I don't give a shit. You know? <laughs> like... I walked um, into a movie theater once just to buy popcorn and walked right back out. No one stopped me. Yeah. No one stopped me to get my ticket or anything. I just, yeah. I've seen you do that. <laughs> I don't understand it, but it's all you. <laughs> I love movie theater popcorn, and sometimes you just need a large one at home. I like a handful of movie theater popcorn. <laughs> Which is why I never get popcorn at the movie theater. That's fair. I'll eat some of yours. All right. <laughs> it's just too salty for me. But uh, um, I love it. I'm so salty. Oh, that it's so I can, delicious. Yeah. I just, I can't. <laughs> it hurts my tummy too. Too much popcorn in general just kind of doesn't really agree with me. But 
Um, anyway, so yeah, it comes from this unbelievable confidence and again, the ability to, to predict that if you, to, to manipulate people and manipulate their emotions by saying certain things to direct them towards a certain, a certain thing. A lot of times it's preying on fear, especially nowadays. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of it is, you know, this is kind of evolved because of the internet. This is now kind of evolved into internet scams and things like that, which is what I'm going to talk about a little bit. Um, I figured I'd talk about the modern take because, I mean, we've all seen like American Hustle and mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of another con artist movie. I uh, can't. Um, I think I think um, Catch Me If You Can might be. Oh, yeah. One? I don't know. I've seen literally the first five minutes of that movie. And then my teacher fast forwarded through the movie and told us what happened. What? Then what the <laughs> fuck was that for? I know. Oh, it was so dumb. It oh. was so dumb. It was, We were all just like, can can we just watch it? Like, <laughs> she's yeah. like, oh, okay, so this is the part where this and this and this happens. And then she'd like fast forward through the rest. Oh God, it was ridiculous. So I've seen like two minutes of that movie. Um, <laughs> and I'm trying to think of other people, but, uh, and of course I'm going to touch on a few, on a few modern ones. Um, I might touch on the one that you're doing, but don't panic. I'm literally saying three sentences. So, okay. Um, okay. So I found this really cool article again, that talks about this in more of a modern context and it kind of goes into more of the uh, the victim side of it, mm-hmm. which I thought was cool. So it's more like, um, I don't know. Th- there's this really cool psychiatrist that wrote a book. And mm-hmm. everything that I could find background-wise was basically just a book report on her book. Yeah. And I was like, that's fucking boring. And so then <laughs> I actually found this article that has an actual interview with her. Okay. I thought that would be way more interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, um, she has a really cool name, too. But, <clears throat> so, her book is about, like, what actually makes cons work and how, like, social media is affecting it and why we're so obsessed with stories about scams and things like that. So that that's kind of the angle I decided to go. Okay. Again, instead of psychology that instead of just the straight up psychology of a of a con artist cuz I mean like I said, it's pretty straightforward. Um and I thought this was way more interesting. So. Yeah. Uh that's we can fine revisit with me. it if you guys are unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> so um okay, so this is a um this is a cute clever title. It's called Pros at the Con. Ah. It's, um Ah, I know. Wordplay. <laughs> um, it's it's from the Harvard Gazette. Okay. Harvard. Yeah. So, um, all right, here we go. So the IRS has long dubbed the weeks leading up to the mid-April tax filing deadline, quote unquote, scam season, because of the predictable uptick of schemes and tricks designed to part the unsuspecting from their money, which is yep. fucked up. Yeah, that's horrible. Because <laughs> everyone knows when people are getting their big checks and they want to steal that from you. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been internet scammed twice. It's not fucking fun. It makes you feel like you're two inches tall. We're going to do a whole other episode on internet scams. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, this, is st- we're, this is still more of an in-person scam, but it does involve the internet sometimes. So, um, But not quite the same thing as like, you know, the Nigerian prince and all of that stuff. <laughs> Um, though the, I am going to touch on that just for a minute. <laughs> when a prince of Nigeria emails you personally <laughs> and asks for help, you help. <laughs> His father was king of the country. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Michael just, he has the best intentions. I know. He's such a big heart. Oh, my goodness. That man. Okay. Uh, so, uh, lately, in addition to the usual political charlatans and business cheats, a clutch of cons and scams tailor-made for social media has leapt off the pages of police blotters and captivated popular culture. Mm-hmm. Everywhere you look, TV documentaries, books, magazines, and podcasts have stories about cons. Ha <laughs> ha. Hi. Scams Hello. and cons are... Yes. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> scams and cons are definitely having a moment. Some of the most talked about... All right, so here we go. Here's some examples. Um, Anna Sorokin, known as the Soho Grifter, allegedly swanned around the Manhattan party circuit for two years posing as Anna Delvey, a wealthy German heiress conning an array of hipsters, trendy hotels and boutiques, and international banks out of $275,000 before her arrest in, tw- in 2017. No. Uh- yeah, I have heard of her, but I don't know her full story. Um, she sounds like she sucks. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorokin's trial on multiple grand larceny charges in New York in late March. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sorokin's trial oh, is in late March. Char- star showrunner Shonda Rhimes is developing a Netflix series based on her story. And if anybody doesn't know, uh, Shonda Rhimes is the lady who wrote Grey's, Ana- Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And she's going to dip her toe into Netflix. I wish they'd just be done with Grey's Anatomy. It's over. Um, I had to watch a lot of Grey's Anatomy when I was in high school because um, the person who taught my medical classes loved it and thought it was a good representation of stuff that we would be doing and um, absolutely hated that because I'm very squeamish, (laughs) uh, which is why I got to my clinicals. How on earth you thought you were going to do medicine? I don't know either. I got to my clinicals and decided that that was not for me. Uh, So (laughs) now I'm a creative writing major so that I can be the family disappointment. (laughs) Because everyone in my family, everyone in my family has been. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. Everyone in my family has been involved in the medical field somehow. I am absolutely not. (laughs) That is not who I am. I liked the first like four seasons of that show and then it just went off the rails weird. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, then people started quitting and I don't know, it bothers me when everything, everybody has to get recast all the time and stuff. And yeah. you know, people's like careers were changing and things like that, but it's also like, just like how many more can you crank? I don't know. At this point it just feels like a money wheel, but what do I know? I had, I have, I can only make it to like season like, eight or something like Aren't that like i always try to like start it again and then it? i just i make it to the same point every time and i just i just have to stop but I, anyway okay I, I do really want to try but i just i can't there's they're like on season 15 now or yeah. something insane like no i'm that, not gonna do that that intimidates like me Doctor so Who much from square one. Oh yeah absolutely not i won't no. even do it from uh dr nine like yeah <laughs> Absolutely I might skip not. ahead. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, they have a f- female doctor now. I really want to support that. And I really like that actress. But we'll see. Um, okay. So the next one I have heard of several times. And this is one of my favorites. Okay. Uh, Theranos. All right. It's a blood testing startup founded by Elizabeth Holmes, mm-hmm. who was sold, uh, which was sold to Silicon Valley venture capitalists. Starboard members like General... General? General? Gen- 
James Mattis and Henry Kissinger and top pharmaceutical firms as developing the quote unquote iPod of healthcare. Ooh. Is this who you're doing? Or can no. I expand? No. Okay, so you Elizabeth Holmes is a fucking weirdo. Mm-hmm. She, she was obsessed with Steve Jobs, which is why she called her fake-ass invention the iPod of healthcare. <laughs> she did a f- she talked She talked in a fake, deep voice like this. Mm-hmm. And she wore a black turtleneck all the time like Steve Jobs. She was such a fucking weirdo. And I'm really excited when I get to the bottom of this paragraph. You'll see why. So, okay. uh, despite the project's ongoing failures, Theranos was valued at $10 billion in 2014. It was fake. It was <laughs> a fake invention. It was, it was an invention that you could, she was claiming that you could do, like, every test, like, 200 tests on one, jo- one drop of blood, which is physically impossible. Because a lot of, like, lab tests have to do with, like, chemicals that you mix with the blood and, and the way things react and, and yeah. things like that. Like, you, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but you so shake an ipod in front of everything and it was gonna <laughs> well it, you she was pitching that this this machine was gonna be in pharmacies like the blood pressure machines mm-hmm. and people could go in and just like get their finger pricked and get all these test results mm-hmm. pharmacies were buying this machine that didn't work <laughs> you know what good for her really though by june 2018 it was shuttered and holmes was charged with running a multi-million dollar scheme to defraud investors doctors and patients an hbo documentary recently aired which i want to watch and a film starring jennifer lawrence is reportedly in the works Ooh, you see like have you seen joy with jennifer lawrence no i want to i think i've got it i'll let you borrow it sometime but um anyway I she would make a great Elizabeth Holmes though. Mm-hmm. But I mean anyway, what? other like other than her like trying to harm like patients and stuff, good for her because the the amount of no, money No, it's that- not good for her. It's not good for her. It's not good to lie and cheat. No. We can expose them in moral ways. Yeah. <laughs> But, she sucks. Yeah. She also ruined her employees' lives. Like, there's a whole lot okay. more to that. Well, okay. And she was a she was a fucking nightmare to work for. Like, well, you didn't insane. give me all the information, <laughs> I know. Carrie. Don't you don't be on anyone's side. <laughs> We're not empathizing with any of these people. I They're hate big pharma people for a lot of reasons. Yeah, I know. I do so too. But this woman is Satan. So, um, okay, fair. And then another one. So, two recent documentaries on Hulu and Netflix chronicled the Im- immolation of the Fire Festival. Okay, you heard, you saw that, right? I haven't watched I the documentary so. yet. I, yeah, like the, I think I know what you mean. Yeah, it was an Instagram curated mirage that bilked ticket holders out of millions for a luxury music festival in the Bahamas yes. that never happened. Yeah, I saw that. Yes. Mm-hmm. The festival organizer was convicted of federal wire fraud and sentenced to six year in six years in prison. Good which seems generous. Yeah, honestly. it does. Six years doesn't seem like that much, but oh, whatever. Um, trying to think. I only saw the previews of that, but it feel like all the people arrived, like with their tents and shit, and it yeah. just like went all Lord of the Flies or something like that because yeah. like nothing was happening. Yeah, and they had like no food or. Yeah, there was, there was nothing there. Yeah. It was crazy. 
I don't. I can't speak to that at all, though. I did not watch the documentary. So no, I, I don't know, know if that's true. Like I know it was insane. Like I know people. It went. Just yeah, went people. Fucking it, bananas. it went crazy. Yeah. Um. Okay. So here we go. So let's talk about Dr. Maria. So okay. psychologist Maria Konnikova. Uh, details the psychology of con artists and the techniques at work in con games in her book, The Confidence Game. Mm. Uh, This came out in 2016. Uh, This article was written in 2019, though. Um, She spoke with the Gazette about what makes cons work, how social media is affecting scam artists, and why we're so obsessed with stories about scams. And I'm going to go ahead and venture a guess as to why we're so obsessed. It's the same thing as, like, stalker stories and stuff. It's because it can happen to anybody. Yeah. Literally, like, people who think they're above it, you're, you're fucking not. Like, <laughs> No, you will be scammed you know? as well. Oh, yeah. We're all going to fall victim to it at some, to, to one at some point. Uh, thankfully, none of mine have been super bad, mm-hmm. but, it, I mean, they could have been terrible. Yeah. Um, one of them did get money from me, but I was able to call the bank and stop it. Yeah. So, we were good. Um, I remember that you got scammed twice in the same day. Yeah, it was really bad. I felt so bad for you. She, guys, she was literally sobbing at work, and she never does that. Yeah, because you, you feel so stupid. I mean, it's the most humbling experience. I recommend it. (laughs) No, I do not recommend that. (laughs) For a healthy ego, (laughs) ego check. Um, yeah, no, it was terrible. And then one of them, I got scammed at work. Um, oh, yeah, so that I remember was fun. that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Someone and hacked the owner of, someone hacked the CEO of my company's um, email account and asked me for Amazon cards. And he is a very quirky guy. Um, and everyone he, told you that he would do something weird. like that. Well, and everyone said, well, it, it was his email. It like mirrored his email address and it sounded like him. Mm hmm. You know, and they were like, when jo- when when he asks you to do something, you do it. No questions asked. So I did it, you know? And yeah. Yeah. It was, it was not good. So. No, it was not. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Next. All right. So let's get into this interview because okay. this is going to be interesting. So. Um, in David Moore, 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 Mars? Mar? I don't fucking know how to say that name. <laughs> sure. Dara Maul, classic 1940 book, The Big Con. He says confidence games are effective because they prey upon the weakness in weaknesses in human nature. And, and that, sorry, this is not like worded very well. Sorry. I'm, you guys, I'm so sleep deprived right now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I like, can't read anymore. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they prey upon weaknesses in human nature, and that what makes someone an individual. Oh my God, fuck! And that what makes someone an ideal victim, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus, or Mark, is not their level of intelligence, but their integrity. Yeah, I can see, see that. This is what really sucks because this is why I don't feel like I can give homeless people money anymore. Mm-hmm. And when I drive through. Bowling Green in particular has just a lot of people on like every every street corner right now with signs that say homeless and you're like they're like wearing nice coats and you know what I mean mm-hmm. like it and there are uh, actual you don't know yeah they're, 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 they, they're they sorry what and there are actual signs up in Bowling Green now that say panhandling is not safe here are ways to give um mm. I 
I, I, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I understand as a young female myself, I'm probably not going to get out and give to anyone like that. But, like, I do give to other organizations that help the homeless, you know, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. But the thing is that there, there are people who scam, who do it as a scam, mm-hmm. all the time. Like someone released some fucking article about how people who like street beg make like two hundred grand a year mm-hmm. or some bullshit like that, and they don't pay taxes because it's all cash. Yeah, you know. And it's like they've got like their Bentley parked around their Mercedes like parked around the back of the building. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like so someone did that and then now it's like all these people are out there like, oh, that's a good scam. I have been like accosted in front of gas stations Mm -hmm. at night with someone like, I just need eight dollars for a hotel room. I'm like, what fucking hotel are you staying at? Like, yeah. uh, And that's such a weirdly specific number. Like, (laughs) no, I don't have eight dollars. I don't have cash. That's the other thing is I don't have cash anymore. The so fucking I'm just staring crack- into your eyes, feeling like an asshole. The fucking <laughs> you crackhead you have to fight for the seventy-two cents left in your pocket that was right. yours to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting outside the fucking Seven <laughs> Eleven. Well, but I also just you know you don't feel safe and you yeah. don't want to give someone you don't want to give someone something and then they keep coming back for more or whatever and mm-hmm. you know like I'm not rich you're not rich we don't like. Yeah. You know, I'm not made of money. I want to be helpful when I can, but I also can't just, like, support you. So, yeah. like, I don't know. It's just really difficult. And that's what it is. It's their, It's my integrity. Like, we're mm-hmm. both really good people, and we both have really big hearts. And so it's really difficult because you don't know who to trust. It's really hard for me. Yeah. Because I don't know who's telling me the truth. And I really, I, I just, I have so many trust issues anyway because I've been lied to so much in past relationships and things that, like... I just can't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's so hard. It's it's so hard to give someone that trust, especially like, you know, we work in customer service. Like our fucking mm-hmm. customers lie to us all the time and prey yeah. on our goodness. And then they keep coming back for more. Yeah. I had a customer all today. The time. It's, oh, well, you did this such and such. I'm like, no, honey, y- you haven't paid on your late fee for the past like four times. You're going to, I have to do my job. Like, yeah. Sorry. Like, I have turned someone away who was going to get, like, 50 bucks worth of movies. I'm like, dude, you're going to have to put a significant portion of this money on this late fee in order to rent today. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, they got it, and they were fine. And I was like, guys, like, I like you. I'm not trying to be a bitch, but you've said this to me, this same thing to me the past four times you've come in. Yeah. Well. You know what I mean? So. Our new uh, district manager has given us a good way to say to tell people why we have to collect to like these. That. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Uh, he said That's if good. they um, ever... We don't need to... Okay, <laughs> we, don't well, need to go, we don't need to go into it. Sorry. Your wine is making you very verbose tonight. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We keep talking shop about, about working at a movie store. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna stay on topic. Okay. So, it's okay. Are you okay? I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I wasn't trying to be an asshole. It's okay. I did have someone try just, to. I did have someone try to con me out of a fucking Mountain Dew today, and oh then Lord. and then conned conned poor Matt, and I was like, Matt, d- do not. He I just did. said <laughs> he, he still did because uh, he's a nicer man than I am. But like, yeah. Yeah, God bless that man's heart. Yeah. All right, so uh, this is what the um, 
Okay, so the question, the que- so that was all the build up to the question. Mm-hmm. So uh, the question was, how do the most successful cons work psychology? Oh my God, I can't fucking read. How do the most successful cons work psychologically and is it the same for everyone? Okay, mm-hmm. so this is what she said. She said, every single con, no matter what the con is, has the same backbone. You have to tell a story. Mm-hmm. Con artists at the end of the day are confident storytellers. They're the best storytellers in the world. The good ones. They tell us the stories that we want to hear, not the stories that are true. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It's They're telling you what you want to hear. Yeah. But we believe them because it's what we already think is true and the way that we already see the world. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, um, and then, wow, her answer is really fucking long. Okay. So she <laughs> says, uh, not a, not a single human being sees the world objectively. We have all sorts of self-serving biases. Con artists understand what yours are. They're able to figure that out. And then that's what they use in order to sell you their con. And because it's a story, it gets you emotionally engaged. Mm-hmm. So they're preying on your emotions. Uh, the, the moment you're emotional, you're no longer logical. You're no longer rational. And the moment the con artist is able to engage you emotionally, the con artist has won because you're already roped in. You're yeah. already a part of the story and it's going to be really hard for you, if not impossible, to disengage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially if you click on a link because you're trying to watch an episode of Talking Dead because that exists nowhere on the internet for some reason. Yeah. And a fake virus thing pops up that's masquerading as Microsoft. <laughs> yeah. They're preying on your fear. You're yeah. already afraid. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that sounds And then right. their job is to keep talking and talking to keep you distracted while they hack into your computer and steal all your information and your money. So yep. that's really fun. Uh, that's <laughs> never happened like to me. Sounds like a fun time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not yep. speaking from personal experience. No. Um... So, so storytelling to engage emotion, to create a link, to create rapport. That's the way all cons with different variations on that theme will operate to ultimately sell you your vision of the world that you already believe in. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. If they came in with a bunch of contradictory stuff, like you would just ignore them and be done. Mm-hmm. So the reason that cons are successful has nothing to do with intelligence, nothing to do with integrity, nothing to do with anything other than a very basic human tendency to hope and to be optimistic and to think that tomorrow is going to be better than today was. Con artists prey on hope. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, of course they do. Because that's the only thing we what have What are you left. eating? Oh, I'm sorry. Is it really loud? I'm sorry. Yeah, I can hear what you're doing. What are you doing? Sorry, I was... I'm eating to kind of shut up. <laughs> oh, I got you. You don't have to... <laughs> but what is... You're was, like wrestling something. Yeah, it was a bag. Oh, is it a I, candy bar? Uh, No, it's it's like these Sour Punch raging things. Oh, okay. I was and just like, what is that noise? I'm done with it now. <laughs> sorry, y'all. Okay, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> I'm going. Oh my goodness. It, man. Okay. <laughs> this is gonna be an interesting interesting episode. Okay, so 
Um, I thought that was really interesting, though, that she said that con artists prey on hope because, I don't know, I immediately think of Hunger Games, mm-hmm. like, when President Snow is talking about how, like, hope is the only thing greater than fear, which yeah. is even, which makes it worse, you know? I mean, yeah, they're preying on your fears with, like, internet scams and stuff, but, like, it's also, like, hopeful that you're doing something right or yeah. hopeful that you're making a cool, making a good deal or, you know what I'm saying? And hope, hope is that all that we really job. have left. Yeah, hope that you're going to go to this awesome music festival or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just so upsetting. (laughs) That just makes it so dark. (laughs) So it's great that con artists exist because that means we're still hoping and we're still willing to believe. The moment con artists stop existing is the moment humanity dies. Oh. Isn't that interesting? Oh, yikes. Because, of course, con artists have existed since the dawn of time. Mm Mm-hmm. Some dude has conned some other dude out of his, like, leg of saber-toothed tiger or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... Well, there's a fucking whole story about that in the Old Testament. Yeah. The first fucking con, a man and his mother. It's (laughs) crazy. Yeah. So, all right, let's go to the next question, because that was really long. Um, Okay, so do con artists share a common psychological profile or core makeup? Yes, of course. So here mm-hmm. we go. We're going to d- dive into it a little bit here. Okay. So um, not all corn, ar- corn artists. Yeah. Corn artists. Not all, con- <laughs> not all con artists have all of these traits. And you can have these traits and not be a car- con artist. Why do I keep saying corn? Corn. Oh, my God. <laughs> Am I from St. Louis? <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Uh, we live in the South. Fi- I'm, a, I'm embodying... Same. I'm embodying Phyllis right now. Uh, a carn. Um, but Candy there's carn. something called. Hey, guess what we're going to talk about? What? But there's something called <gasps> the Dark Triad. Naturally. We've talked about that before. Yeah, I love psychopathy, the Dark Triad. Nar- yeah, it's psychopathy. Do you? I do. <laughs> It is one of my favorite God, you've got to stop drinking. I, I have. You've got to stop drinking. I have okay. for a while. <laughs> I, I just am really excited about the dark triad. You're so silly. Oh, my God. I'm so tired. Okay. <laughs> this is making me really slap happy. <laughs> Same. You are killing me. Okay. So, <laughs> psychopathy, narcissism, and Ma- Machiavellianism. And if you guys uh, don't remember, we talked about this back in, I don't know what the episode was, but it was our episode that we talked about Machiavellianism. Yeah. Um, we touched on that. I think Which was, was a fun episode. We had Amanda on, right? I, no? I think. I don't know. It was, I don't know. It, it was, was recent. Somewhere around there. <laughs> yeah. I can actually look it up. Me sitting yeah, here. Look like, it up real quick. Yeah. Um, Okay, so out of those three, psychopathy is the most 42. rare in the population. Are you listening? What did yeah, you say? it was episode 42. Oh, episode 42. Thank mm-hmm. you. Okay. You're welcome. So um, out of those three, out of psychopathy, narcissism, and Machiavellianism, psychopathy is actually the most rare in the population of con artists, and it's the most uh, rare in the entire population of the world, sorry, mm-hmm. and the most rare among con artists. It's rare to find a true psychopath. People so, overuse that term. So I have what? a question. So if you're yeah. like considering a um, murderer as a psychopath, would they also kind of be a con artist? Like if you're talking about like Jeffrey Dahmer, they usually are. Yeah, oh, and yeah, they usually are because they yeah. charm. They charm yeah. people. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I We're gonna so. have a whole episode about that. I think that's on the list. Is psychop is psychopaths versus sociopaths? Because yeah. I love that. I love that topic. Um, okay. 
people get them backwards a lot. So, um, but yeah, so um, in general, psychopaths are about two to three percent of the population, mm-hmm. which is good for so, us. <laughs> Why? Yes, good news. That is good news. <laughs> the bad news is that they generally live in business, so <laughs> they're usually not killers. They operate in secret by being CEOs of businesses and being terrifying psychopaths. Um, okay, so. Mm-hmm. Now, they're functional, but terrifying. Okay, so uh, now, narcissism and Machiavellianism. I think most con artists have those two. If you had to rank them, Machiavellianism, that's a really hard word to say, and I'm going to have to say it a bunch more times. (laughs) Machiavellianism. Every con. Stop. Every (laughs) con. I can't speak. Every con artist has Machiavellianism. (laughs) it's okay you just give me so much shit about not being able to speak either i have to give it back a little i can't do it (laughs) Uh, uh, you can't be a con artist without machiavellianism because that's the persuasion element that's the so that's being able to persuade someone to do what you want them to do without them being aware of it Mm -hmm. make sense yeah they think it's their own idea yeah um which is what blows, and that's why we're all susceptible to this. Um, if you're going to be a successful con artist, you have to be good at that. That's basically a requirement. This is really explored um, well in Inception. Like, especially that part about making Inception? it believe it's their idea. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's I have that's seen what that movie do. once, and I was disappointed in it, so I didn't and watch it again i really liked it people built it up so oh i'm sure you did I, everyone else did too they just mm-hmm. it, i saw it like a year after it came out and everyone mm-hmm. had built it up to be like this incredible movie and it was the same thing with titanic it was built up and built up and built up and i fucking hate that movie because i'm just like this is so stupid like yeah. well you really have to stick <laughs> with it in, and it's also because like i don't know i could rant about titanic for hours but whatever by the way quick side note i watched um a new show this weekend because I was exhausted mm-hmm. um, called Future Man on Hulu. It's <gasps> hilarious. That is on my Seth list. Seth Rogen wrote it. Yeah, Seth Rogen wrote it and Josh Hutcherson stars in it. It's yes. absolutely fucking hilarious. But at one point they go to James Cameron's house in the future and he has that fucking door and there's a hilarious joke about <laughs> how big the door is. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. That oh my God, we'll reason. have to talk about it later because that show is amazing. Yeah. That came up for some reason in my British lit class, and I was like, "Guys, like we There's don't plenty need to room be mad. on that fucking door." Yeah. Oh God, I hate that movie so much. I like the part where the Titanic sinks. That was historical <laughs> and informative. Start calling out numbers for every person that fell off the boat. Well, I mean, no, not because I found it amusing, because that was the actual, like, historical part that I gave a shit about. I know. Not fake-ass love story. You know what I'm saying? I enjoyed it. I liked that part. But (laughs) the rest of it I could just, you know, do without. Uh, Not to shit on anyone's performances. Everyone did a great job. It was just poorly written. Okay. (laughs) That's just my opinion. I know that I will now, we now have no listeners. Okay. So... um, (laughs) You've alienated everyone. Thanks. Everyone. Yeah. Everyone who loves Satanic. I'm so sorry. I have, I don't have tolerance for, for sappy, I don't know, for unrealistic love stories. <laughs> okay. Um, not to shit on fantasy. I like fantasy, but 
don't paint it in a real world. I don't know. It just, anyway. Okay, so narcissism. Let's talk about that. <laughs> okay. So narcissism is incredibly common because that's how you're able to justify yourself a lot of what you do. Mm-hmm. Justify to yourself a lot of what you do. So narcissism isn't just an overinflated ego or sense of self. It's also, at its core, about entitlement. The con artist feels entitled to all of these things because they're so wonderful. Yeah. Because I'm so awesome and people just listen to me and do what they say, so I deserve your shit. No. That's how, yeah, (laughs) that's how a lot of con artists justify the crap that they pull on other people. They say, quote, I'm totally justified in doing this because I deserve it more than you, unquote. Well, what if, (laughs) that just makes me think of Rocket, I'm sorry. (laughs) Or what does he say, like? Well, what's what's worse, robbery or murder or something like that? And then he's like, well, obviously murder. And he's like, well, what if I want to take something because I want it more than the other person? And he's like, that would still be robbery. He's like, but you don't understand. I want it more, sir. (laughs) (laughs) That was so funny. (laughs) You don't understand. It's just so pure. No, but I want it more. (laughs) Well, it's one of my favorite rocket moments. So funny. Oh, God. Okay, <laughs> sorry. It's okay. <laughs> it enables so um it enables them to cut sympathy out of the equation even more if they're not a psychopath. So you don't need to be a psychopath to not feel any sym- sympathy for your victims. Mm-hmm. You can just be so far up your own asshole, you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so next question. Mm-hmm. I found that fascinating. Because I would have thought psychopathy would have been up there, but it's definitely, the way she explained it makes total sense. Okay. Um, so, are you even listening to me? Yeah, I am. I'm just trying not to interrupt. <laughs> I got really insecure <laughs> and I stopped talking. You got really what? I said I got really insecure and I stopped talking. Oh! <laughs> That's not what I meant. <laughs> you just... The tangent started going off way off base and away from the examples that we were giving. That's all. (laughs) It's been a very long day. (laughs) I know. I was just saying we don't need to stop giving giving examples of being conned so that so that we can explain the new late fee policy. (laughs) That's all. I know. That's all. (laughs) We need to stay somewhat on track. Oh Lord, honey. You can talk. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, please, please don't You're hate so me. insecure that your responses, your very small responses aren't even making sense. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. Shit, oh, my honey. God. It's okay. It's been a really long day and a really rough week. I know. I know. I'm with you. I'm with you. We're getting through it together, honey. <laughs> oh shit all right so next question uh this is the last one actually so um are there more instances of elaborate frauds and scams these days or does it just seem like there or does it just seem like there are because of social media because of course everyone hears about it all the time now that's like the whole pedophile thing you know where people are like there's so many rapists and pedophiles it's like no we just hear about it instantly now yeah (laughs) people have always been shitty and sickos like (laughs) We just didn't talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, um, all right. So this is what she said. She says, it just seems like it because of social media. People are drawing more attention to it. See, I was right. Mm-hmm. Cons have always existed and they will always exist. Social media lowers the barrier, the barrier of entry. I think there are more small time cons because it's become easier. But overall, there's nothing to me that says there's a big rise in cons right now. So, yeah, because the Internet and social media, you don't even have to be face to face with someone. Okay, so by lowering the barrier of. Sorry, go no, go back good. a little bit. I got a little confused. Lowering the no, barrier okay. of entry. Lowering the barrier of entry. That yeah. means, like, they have an easier in, basically. Like, they can yeah. get in your in. Okay. They have easier yeah. access to you, basically. The wall is not as high yeah. to get to more people. You don't have to physically go visit their houses and pretend to be a vacuum salesman. You can just DM them on Instagram and compliment people, and they will believe that you're being truthful because we they're telling you what you want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that hey, makes you're sense. you're so pretty. I would love to put you. I would love to put your put your picture up on my very successful page and get you some more followers. You just have to pay me thirty five bucks or whatever. It's like no you thanks. Yeah. Oh, if you want to boost it, you have to pay fifty. No, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, which is so simple, and people would people would fall for that all the time. Yeah. People and did. And it's always this like fake page with like ten pictures on it with mm-hmm. two million followers that they paid for, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really sad. So, um, okay. She said, "I think there are more small time cons because it's become easier, but overall, there's nothing to me that says there's been a big rise in cons right now." So she's saying that it's pretty much the same as it always was, but there's more small ones like what I just described. Because it's just easier to do because it's the internet and you don't even have to like have the, the confidence. You don't have to have that charming personality. You can just pretend to have one by typing things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can just use an internet persona. Yeah. Um, so let's see here. Like if you're a super fat dude, you can totally con other dudes out of money by pretending to be a sexy lady. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's interested in them? Um, <laughs> there, oh my god, there was such a great episode of something on TLC of this guy who was one hundred percent getting conned, and he was getting videos. Oh no! He was getting videos from this girl every day, like calling him baby and you know all this other stuff, <laughs> and and the interviewer. Oh no! The interviewer, like he had given like millions of dollars to this girl, and the interviewer <gasps> went. Has she ever said your name? And the, oh, guy, no! the guy said, well, she calls me baby and stuff. And the guy said, yeah, but does she know your name? <laughs> and the guy just, <laughs> there was silence for like a good two minutes she on this talking head. say your name. Oh, my God. <laughs> He'd been with this girl it's for like five years. It's a pre-recorded video. Yeah. Oh, no. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen oh, in my that life. Oh, poor man! I cried! Just like comprehension. <laughs> Don't <laughs> even... Oh, you no! Could see, you could see the look on his face like, she's never said my name. <laughs> oh, no. That, that sucks. 
Oh, man. I've been there, man. Not in that exact situation, but I've been scammed. Like, you feel so stupid because there's so many signs. There's so many signs when you look back and you're just like, oh, my God, why didn't I just hang up? Why didn't, you know, it just, ugh, it just sucks. So, uh, we've become more more susceptible. She, so there's not as many there there's not no more cons than there, there than there ever have been. Everything's the same mm-hmm. stats wise as far as like number of cons running, but we have become more susceptible. Yeah. And again, you don't have to be quite as good to be a con artist because it's the internet. Yeah. Mm. So the bad ones are the ones getting caught. <laughs> the bad con artists are the ones that get caught you know kind of like the bad serial killers uh the stupid criminals are the ones getting caught yeah. the truly good ones <laughs> the ones we don't know about because they've never gotten caught those people are able to operate without technology mm-hmm. now there's just more now there's just more small fish who are able to do things that they wouldn't have been able to do before because they weren't talented enough mm-hmm. see what i'm saying yeah. So social media makes it so much easier, both in terms of crafting a false persona and also in terms of finding victims, because we are just so incredibly stupid about what we share online. Yeah. <laughs> Which is very true. Um, that's why I keep my Facebook to private and all of that kind of stuff. I mean, I I, I changed my, my Insta to, to public when mm-hmm. we started this podcast. But yeah, other than that, I try to keep things pretty tight, you know? I don't like gush over my husband or gush over anything like that. I I, I try to keep <laughs> so that no one can be like, hey, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know how they would use that against me, but <laughs> I don't know. I took it to heart. There's a really funny line in one of Mike Birbiglia's standups where his dad says, the more people know about you, the more they can use it against you. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> <coughs> But anyway, so that's my segment. I thought that was really fascinating. You did a really good job. Thank you for that. Well, thank you. Even though I couldn't read, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. My that, eyes are shutting down. That happens to me every week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to my life. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, so, oh, goodness. God, you ready for a break? Yes. Okay. Yay. All right, we're back. Hi, everybody. Um, (laughs) so... We tried to get our shit together. Yeah. I don't know if we succeeded. (laughs) I I think we kind of did. And I think I'm about to ruin Carrie's whole life. Um, because I think, I think we might have accidentally picked the same thing to cover. Because I think that she's covering, she might or might not be covering this on Crooked News. Because I pulled from her favorite website. Um. Oh, no! Especially for her. Um, no! You did, didn't you? This is a long-ish article, so I figured you wouldn't do that. Um, but <sighs> I'm afraid that I might have. Is it take place in Scotland? No. Okay, we're good. Okay. Alrighty. <laughs> so You scared the shit out of me. <laughs> well, you scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, um And I do just want to apologize for the 10 minute segment I did last week. 
It wasn't <laughs> even 10 minutes. I didn't realize how fucking short it was. It was uh, quick. I didn't yeah. realize it either. It didn't feel that long. It didn't feel that quick when we were doing it. No, it did not. And I just want to apologize because I felt like I did not do my job. So um, <laughs> I love you all <laughs> so very you much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry for that. So here we go. I found all this right. beautiful article from Mental Floss. And Sweet. it is called 10 <coughs> Exceptionally Clever Female Con Artists. Oh, yay! This yay. is going to be awesome. Yeah. And yeah, no, this is not what I did for Crooked News. Okay. <laughs> awesome. So, <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> yeah. This was put together by Christy Puchko. And all of sure. this, yeah, all of this information <laughs> is from, is like public domain. So... I'm going to yeah. give her credit for compiling it, but this is all stuff that we can all say. So, this is all, yeah, this is all yeah. history. So, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. I'm so excited. Yay, you yeah. did female ones. I did. Yeah, I definitely did a dude for Crooked I did I did a dude for Crooked News, so. I wanted but to go But it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to go female. Um I just I love it. I thought it would be fun. All of these are like pretty early history female yes. con artists. So, I yes! thought Yes. Yeah, there some Black right? Widows in there. Um, I don't know. I didn't read through the whole thing because I saw that it was incredible and I wanted to react with you. Oh, I gotcha. So, um, sure. Sure. I, so I'm, I'm excited. Like I kind of. Gla- I'm so excited. <laughs> I, I, I glanced through it and I was like, yeah, perfect. This is it. And, um, that's Done. what we're going with. So, um, yeah. So let's just dive right, in. Let's go. Yes. You've heard of con men, short for confidence men. But what about the con mm-hmm. women of the world? Some deceit. Yeah. Some deceitful <laughs> dames, which I love. Um, <laughs> I love that term. Good alliteration. Yeah. Uh, used their wits and well-laced lies. Lots of alliteration here. Uh, to, yes. <laughs> to achieve Ooh. great wealth, fame, and even the advantages of the aristocracy. Ooh, yeah, this is very poetically written. Yes. And you're having to enunciate a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is I very am. hard when you're drunk. I'm enjoying this immensely. <laughs> I am sure that you are. Um, yes, I am. <laughs> so, number one, Aurora Florentina Magnuson, a.k.a. Oh, wow. Yeah. A.k.a. Helga which is the worst name possible. <laughs> oh my God. So the other so the other super fancy name is just her alias? I don't, I don't know yet. Oh my god, I love it. I hope that that's true because otherwise where the fuck did Helga come from? I know, right? Helga is the worst name imaginable. That oh, is the no. name that you give a character in your book that you hate and you want everyone to hate. Helga. Helga. Oh my god, that's funny. Helga de la Brache. So, Ooh. thank you. Feeling very fancy. <laughs> Back before blood tests were readily available, it was pretty easy to con your way into a wealthy family line. Oh, wow. Yas queen. I never thought about that. <laughs> yeah. Somebody I tries to do that on Downton, I think, but yeah, I would not have thought of that. Wow. Yeah. 
<laughs> One Swedish orphan proved all you need is a grandiose backstory. In the mid-19th century, Aurora Florentina Magnuson declared herself... Ah! She declared herself Helga de la Brache, the secret oh, daughter... that's the, that's the a- alias. I yeah. Gotcha. The secret daughter of King Gustav the fourth of sweden and queen frederica of baden loving this yeah frederica that's also a name that is completely made up (laughs) i'm sure of it no one names their child frederica unless they hate them (laughs) that's not true stop it She she concocted an elaborate tale of the divorced royals reuniting in a German convent and leaving her to live with her aunt, Princess Sophia Albertine of Sweden. Following Sophia's death, Magnuson's story goes, she was forced into an asylum where her claims of noble parentage were sure to be ignored. After her quote-unquote escape, Magnuson petitioned Sweden for a royal pension deserving of her claimed lineage. However, Hmm. a trial in 1876 proved all of the above to be pure fiction. Magnuson faced fines, but no jail time. From there, she lived quietly with her female co-conspirator, Henrika Aspergren? Aspergren. Sure. Yeah, Aspergren. Yeah. For the rest (laughs) of her days. Um, Number two. Mary Carlton, aka Princess von Wolway. The old orphan von what? Wolway. There are some names in this. Oh there my are God. some names. <laughs> some names. I was a little concerned, but you know what? Fuck it, we'll do it live. Um <laughs> <laughs> You're doing great. Thank you. <laughs> You're killing it. That sounded a little sarcastic. <laughs> and I don't I know if I appreciated it. it. <laughs> I'm too much fun making fun of you tonight. I'm sorry. I'm having fun. So good. <laughs> um, the old orphaned princess line was also employed by the 17th century English woman. After two failed and simultaneous marriages... Ooh. Uh, a resulting... Oh. Yeah. Simultaneous? hmm Oh, because this was before, like, records were kept. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, of course she failed. You can't do two marriages at once. <laughs> no, that's too much fucking In work. In case? That's... Oh, God. I'm so tired just thinking about that. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Nope. That's double the dick. Can't do it. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> you can't do it. I mean, that wouldn't be so bad. The amount, oh, stop that. The amount of work that you'd have to put into two households. That... Two, well, okay, it's, okay, double the dick is not the issue. Double the <laughs> men attached to the dick. Yes, exactly. Double the, double the people to care for, double the everything. That's, that's too much. Yeah. That's two houses. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Who has the time? Where are you telling the the other that you're sleeping? <laughs> Where does he think you are? Maybe <laughs> my, every may- other night I go and stay with my sister. Like what? Maybe one of them worked the night shift and the other worked the day shift. 
<laughs> one works thirds. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's clever. Yeah. See? All right. All right. <laughs> a resulting bigamy <laughs> trial and a fling I with the. Oh, my God. <laughs> fling with a wealthy nobleman. Mary Carlton fled England for the Netherlands. It was upon her return that she used her posh presence and romantic fantasies to remake herself as Princess Van Wolway from Cologne. With this, oh, wow. Yeah. With this ruse, she seduced and sometimes wed a string of men, playing each only to rob them. It's believed many of her victims were too embarrassed to reveal her deceit. <laughs> oh, God. Fair. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but enough spurned lovers spoke up and that her... totally makes sense. Yeah. Oh, my God. But enough spurned lovers spoke up that her crimes did catch up with her, earning Carlton a death sentence by hanging at age 30. Holy oh, shit. shit. That took a turn. Yeah. That <laughs> escalated. Goodness gracious. <laughs> of course we killed right. her because she's a fucking woman. I, I oh, bet. Yeah. No, dudes can do this. Dudes. I don't think they've ever, ever hung a dude for this. Oh, no. Absolutely I'm not. I'm probably completely wrong on that, but. <laughs> <laughs> it, but you know what? Oh. I'm basing that on no theory. We're raging a little no bit. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, number three. Anne Odelia Disdebrar. A.K.A. Sure. Nailed it. <laughs> Thanks. AKA Swami Laura Horos. I'm gonna call oh her I'm gonna call her Swami. Swami? <laughs> yeah. That's a terrible nickname. It is. It's the worst. And it my sounds like swarm. Yeah, and my Which used, reminds me of bugs. Yeah. My nickname used to be El Squiggle. I have it on the back of a pair of my Converse. That is still what? a worse nickname. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord in heaven. Having, having taken on a slew of aliases in the course of her criminal career, little can be nailed down about this American con woman, including her real name. Oh, shit. Good right? job, lady. Seriously. <laughs> as enterprising <laughs> as she was infamous, um, Swami conned countless people through various scams that capitalized on 19th century spiritualism. This earned her an enemy. Ooh, mm -hmm. okay. Okay. Yep. I got you. This is the shittiest kind. Yep. This is seriously preying on people's hopes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is fucked up. I'm no longer on her team. Yeah. Uh, this earned her an enemy and dedicated debunker Harry Houdini, who denounced her in his book, A Magician Among the Spirits, along with the whole spiritualism spiritualism movement for mothering this immoral woman mm. the new york Damn. yeah chill the fuck out houdini yeah he's not much better <laughs> like no i'm like <laughs> that's the thing you gotta watch out for the people that are super preachy yeah <laughs> you know and be like mm, what's the smoke screen you're putting up you see where my trust issues are <laughs> <laughs> same <laughs> i mean like you know, they've, uh, sorry, I'm going to tangent for just a second. They've, they've, people have been talking about Bill Cosby, you know, and how, like, everything was so family friendly. There was no cursing in any of his shows. He rarely mm -hmm. cursed in his stand up. Like, 
he never showed, never once showed African Americans in any kind of negative light or had any kind of negative undertones. Yep. Was very preachy and vocal about it, and then in the background was raping people. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So it's like Harvey Weinstein. The people who are super vocal, you kind of have to be careful about the people that portray this facade of being perfect. Mm-hmm. You know. Also, by the way, I don't trust that. Yeah. By the way, huge victory. Um, Harvey Weinstein got poured, got put away uh, in Fuck New York. Yes, and he finally, yeah, and he's actually facing charges in L.A. now. So he's gonna Good. probably have a trial in L.A. too. Good. Um, which is fucking fantastic. Yes. Who's that other guy that's like absconded to France or whatever the fuck? I can't think. Oh, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, I have no idea. But Roman I just- Polanski. I feel like it's Roman Polanski. Look it up while I finish this, because I'm curious to <laughs> sure, know. Sure, that's relevant to what we're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> uh, the New York Times described her as a wonderful crook who, without personal charm or attraction, has set nations agog with her crimes since her girlhood. Interesting <laughs> set of words girlhood. there. Yeah. <laughs> that's a very problematic way to explain <laughs> Yeah. Oh, no. I don't like that at all. <laughs> and actually, the conversation we were just having is really relevant to this. Um, after okay. repeated com- convictions for fraud in the U.S. and one for rape and fraud in London, oh. Debar vanished from the spotlight in the police blotter. She was last spotted in Cincinnati in 1909. So this bitch so is she not... Was raping people? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Well... I guess if you're lying about your identity and you fuck people, that is kind of rape in a way because yeah. they're not giving consent to you. They're giving consent to who you're pretending to be. So I can kind of see that. Yeah. And also, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at least this bitch is not alive anymore. But. Oh, yeah. Fair. Oh, God. Here's another name. Um, which I can actually say. Um, okay. Big Bertha Heyman. <laughs> Big Bertha? I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so oh, much. No. <laughs> um, the con- AKA the Confidence Queen. <clears throat> After coming to America in 1878, this Prussian con artist followed in the criminal footsteps of her forger father, regularly... Did you say Russian or Prussian? Prussian. Prussian. Okay, mm-hmm. sorry. You're okay. She. I think that's German. Maybe? I think that's what Germany was before it became Germany. Maybe it I is. I don't... Don't quote me on that, but I, I, I think that's correct. That sounds right. It sounds... Yeah. It sounds I think educational. I it on Outlander, so that means it's true. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Prussia is German, Prussian, Polish, Prussy. Oh, so it's like a cluster. I gotcha. Yeah, it's a German. In, it's German state. It's in Europe, though. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's I'm a, just making sure. Yeah, it's, I had it. Like it's in Germany. It's a German state. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. it's like we're in Kentucky, and Kentucky yeah. is America. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. Yeah. So. Uh, she regularly ended up in jail. Arrest record aside, Bertha Heyman was considered one of the sharpest con artists of her day. She often played on people's hubris, greed, and ambition to her own needs, offering them the promise of wealth later in exchange for a fat load of cash now. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. 
Even behind bars, she managed to bend people to her will. Not only did she swindle more victims while in jail, but she also convicted prison officials to allow her... She also convinced prison officials to allow her breaks from confinement to take carriage rides around Manhattan and visits to oh the theater. Oh my god, what? Mm-hmm. Charm. It is all about the charm. What? She had a magic pussy. Mm-hmm. It's li- <laughs> it's little wonder she earned the title the confidence queen. Mm-hmm. And now we have Barbara Ernie. A.K.A. the Golden Booze. Born to a homeless couple in the 18th century Lichensine. the Golden Booze? B-O-O-S. Like a ghost, boo. Oh, boo. Sorry. I <laughs> thought that this was going to consist of selling pee to people as alcohol. Oh, no. Ugh. And I got really excited for a second. Apparently. both disgusting and hilarious. Yeah. I-, I think you just talked or brought up something that I might be doing in Crooked News. <laughs> oh, actually peeing and stuff okay yeah um born to a homeless that's fun yeah <laughs> born to a homeless couple in 18th century Leichenstein, ernie concocted an unusual way to make a living and it earned her the nickname the golden booze she'd travel <laughs> she'd travel the countryside with the trunk she claimed was full of treasure wherever she'd stop she'd oh, ask no She'd ask her host to lock it up somewhere safe, like where they kept their valuables. Oh, no. (laughs) The next day. (laughs) This is brilliant. Right? Oh, Uh, this is so fucking brilliant. The next day, both the trunk and her host's valuables would be gone. Yes. (laughs) Oh, no. Do you want to know how it worked? How did it work? Tell me. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) This is so simple. Ernie had a person with dwarfism as an accomplice who'd lie in wait within the (laughs) trunk. Okay, this is not, that's not what I thought would happen. I'm impressed. (laughs) Oh, no. Left alone. He'd emerge to rob the place before both would make their getaway. While her accomplice's oh, hilarious. <laughs> while her accomplice's fate is lost to history, Ernie was eventually caught. After confessing to seventeen robberies, she was beheaded in seventeen eighty five. Whoa. Mm-hmm. See, if we cut people's heads off for robbery, I feel like shit would chill. Yeah. Out. Mm-hmm. But also, like, we're also like terrible people. Yeah. I mean, humanity's always been terrible. I'm not going to, like, shit on any generation in particular. But, like, people are so entitled nowadays that it's like, well, I'm going to just accuse my neighbor of... It would turn into the witch trials, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But... Absolutely yeah. would. I, I would have been... it does fall under cruel and unusual punishment. <laughs> I would have been beheaded when I was 12. My... <laughs> my grandmother... No, she... Robbed a lot of people, Kay. Yeah, I know. But still, it, if I mean, if we beheaded everyone for robbery. No, this is like grand larceny. Okay, well, fair. Okay. <laughs> she was, she had, a, she had a little guy in a trunk. <laughs> oh, that poor guy. I, I mean. She shared. I mean, I'm sure that she did. 
<laughs> you don't know that. Well, if he helped her do this a bunch, like... It said he's lost to history. She probably killed that motherfucker. She probably did. Um, But Ernie has the dubious distinction of being the last person executed in Leichenstein before its death penalty was abolished. Um, oh, shit. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> So now we have Mary Baker, a.k.a. It's funny when people get... Sorry, I know that's super dark. It just makes me giggle when shit like that happens. It reminds me of the end of the movie The Mist, and it just... (laughs) I haven't seen that. I need to watch it. It's a Stephen King Oh, sorry. Spoiler alert. There is not a happy ending. But it's one of my favorite endings. (laughs) Fair. If that tells you anything. Okay. It's super fucked up. It tells me a lot, actually. It's really good. <laughs> I'm excited, and I'm kind of surprised. There's to watch a solid that. cult in it. It's really you'll like it. There's a Ew. solid cult in it, and well, it's Stephen King. Um, I'm sure I'll love it. Yeah, it's it's a psychological thriller. It's really good. Um, so I actually anyway. just bought a bunch of his movies, and I'm really excited to just binge them all. Um, <laughs> so now hmm. we have Mary Baker, aka Princess Caribou. <laughs> Princess Caribou? Uh huh. Like a moose? <laughs> oh my god, that's my new Halloween costume. It's my new Halloween costume. Forever. It's it's forever. Not, <laughs> it's not forever. spelled. Yeah. It's not spelled that way, but yeah. I don't care. <laughs> it is now. It is now. It is now, and I will be a princess with moose horns. Yes. Have you ever been to a caribou cafe? Of course not. We're going to have to go to one because it is the best okay. coffee ever. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Caribou coffee is amazing. Mm-hmm. I've had caribou coffee. Okay. Well, we'll have to go so you can have the full experience. That's what I'll make my dress out of is caribou coffee K-cups or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, they also like they also have the best muffins. They, like, it's yeah. wonderful. And it it's like a log cabin. You're making me hungry. Yeah. It's You're a, making me hungry. <laughs> it's a log cabin inside. And it's just it's so beautiful. I used to go all the time when I was little. Like, my, there was one in Wisconsin that my aunt would take me oh, to. Oh, gotcha. Um, but yeah, we'll have to go. So, <clears throat> one of the most famous princess cons ever perpetrated was the brainchild of an English servant with a big imagination. In 1817, a striking woman in exotic garb appeared in a small English village, speaking in an indecipherable Ooh. tongue. Oh God! A Portuguese. I'm so excited. <laughs> Me too. This is about to be so bad. A Portuguese sailor conveniently popped up, claiming he could translate. She claimed to be. Oh no! She claimed to He's be. He's in on it too. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can translate this gibberish. <laughs> she claimed to be Princess Caribou of the island of Javasu. Hers. Oh my God. It's not even creative. <laughs> Hers was a story of tragedy and danger that had her escaping pirate captors by jumping overboard and swimming through a storm to the safe shores of the English Channel. See, this is why I can't trust shit. People are like, hey, we're traveling to Atlanta and we ran out of money and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, I don't... I don't know if I can trust you because of people like this. If you're traveling to Atlanta, why'd you only bring $20? <laughs> right? We're stuck here now, and, like, how? Did you piss off the entire weird mob in Kentucky? 
I don't understand. <laughs> drive. Uh, whatever. Drive faster. I hear the banjos. Yeah. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> they found us. <laughs> this tall tale launched her into launched her to near instant fame and earned her fans in the wealthy Wurl family who fed it and cared for her with lavish attention. Even when a former employer revealed Baker's true identity, the Wurl family stood by the charming imposter. They paid for her passage to Philadelphia, where her fame, despite its fraudulent claims, only grew. She later returned to her true homeland, England, not Javasu, occasionally donning her caribou costume for public performances. Oh my god. That's so fucked up. <laughs> oh my god. So I love it, though. I know, me too. <laughs> um, Cassie Chadwick, a.k.a. the Lost Carnegie. Okay. Born Elizabeth Bigley, this Canadian con artist took the princess routine in a distinctly American direction by claiming to be the heiress of a massively wealthy industrialist. Her con started there small. You go. Yeah. Um, her con started small in Cleveland. Happened. Yeah. Uh, with Chadwick Cleveland, dabbing, of course. <laughs> with Chadwick dabbing in fortune telling and forgery. After some jail time served for the latter, the 40-something grifter began her biggest con, claiming to be the illegitimate daughter of seal tycoon Andrew Carnegie. She said he sent her substantial payments to keep her silent, and this was enough for many to give Chadwick hefty loans. One bank lent her a quarter of a million dollars based on her claims, and later went out of business because of it. Carnegie himself attended her eventual trial, which earned Chadwick 10 years in prison. She died in jail in 1907 at the age of 50. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, <coughs> Linda Taylor, a.k.a. the Welfare Queen. She wasn't... Ah! Yep. Sorry. <laughs> There's a character in Glow, and her name's the Welfare Queen. It just <laughs> made me think of that show. Sorry. Oh, you're okay. <laughs> She wasn't just a con artist, but a galvanizing element of Ronald Reagan's 1976 campaign, where the future president declared she used 80 names, 30 addresses, 15 telephone numbers to collect food stamps, social security, veterans oh, benefits for no. four non-existent deceased veteran husbands, as well as oh, welfare. No. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's fucked up. There are people that actually genuinely need that stuff, and that just feeds into that stereotype. Yep. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. Welfare is there for when you need some help temporarily. It's not there to, like, live on forever. Yeah, no. No. Um, her tax... Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Her tax-free cash income alone has been running $150,000 a year. Um, Reagan's depiction... Whoa. Yeah. Reagan's depiction of the welfare queen has since been de decried um, as hyperbolic and worse, but Taylor did exploit the welfare system to great lengths through setting up Eliases and spinning her ill-gotten gains into jewelry, furs, and a Cadillac that she'd proudly drive to the public aid office. Taylor eventually... Mm-hmm. That's so fucked up. Taylor eventually did serve time for those offenses. She had also been accused of kidnapping and murder, although never convicted. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 
Mm-hmm. All right, that's that one pissed me off. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that one. Yeah. Me too. That's not cool. <sighs> no. Um, Are there any more? Yeah, there's two more, but there's one that I'm going to okay. skip. Um, okay. So we're going to do this last one. Sarah Rachel Russell, a.k.a. the beautician from Sarah hell. Sarah Rachel Russell. Yeah. Wow. The beautician from hell. Oh, no. This Victorian-era hustler exploited vanity per- for profit, promising clients at her upscale London salon everlasting youth courtesy of her special products, such as rejuvenating Jordan water, uh, circassian golden hair wash, magnetic grok dew for removing wrinkles, royal Arabian oh, no. face cream, and honey of mountain hematis wash, all of which were essentially snake oil. She also... Oh, no. Okay, so fake snake oil, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, there's an actual snake oil that's actually really helpful, but it's, like, only in China or whatever. And then, like, a bunch of people <laughs> decided to fake it. And so that's yeah. why, like, snake oil has a shitty reputation. But, like... Yeah. Yeah. Basically, it's just saying, like, everything was fake. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, Sorry. I yeah. just wanted to clarify that because it's, no, like... No, it's okay. <laughs> I, d- a legit I didn't... thing yeah. that everyone else ruined in the world. Yeah, I didn't know it was a legit thing. Um, I yeah. just know that a lot of people call CBD snake oil. And I'm like, okay, well. Well, it's not, but thank you yeah, for your stupid opinion. Yeah, you're entitled to your wrong opinion, but like. Yeah. Um, She also dealt in blackmail and lured women into an Arabian bath that was rumored to have a secret spy hole where men could pay for the privilege to peep. Her trial. And, yeah. Her trial in 1868 caused a massive stir, not just for her crimes, but also because it revealed that the women of London were paying far more in money and attention on makeup and beauty treatments than social mores suggested. Mm-hmm. Yet her three years in prison yeah. did little to change Russell, who, a decade after her original conviction, faced fraud charges once more. This time, the beautician from hell died in prison. Mm. Mm-hmm. What did she... Wait, did she just go back to doing the same shit? Uh, yeah, fraud. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. Gotcha. That's my it just, segment. It also makes me, th- makes me think of uh, Sweeney Todd. Oh, yeah. You seen me that? too. Yes. Yeah, where he's selling miracle hair elixir and it's just piss. Yeah. In a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> with ink. Smells yeah. like piss. This is piss. Piss with ink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try Pirelli's Miracle Elixir. <laughs> Sorry, I need to watch that movie again. It's okay, I do too. <laughs> oh, it's so good. But I get it in my head sometimes, and I gotta listen to the soundtrack when I'm at work. But yeah, Mr. Todd. Oh, so good. Good job. That Thank was awesome. You. Thank you. Loved it. Proud of it. Thank you. Yes, proud of you. Okay. It's time for a game. I don't remember whose turn it is. I think it's mine, but I... <laughs> we really should write it down or something. I just should. don't care. <laughs> I think it, I want to go. We'll eventually even out, huh? Yeah, I said I want to go. Okay. Okay. All right. So this is our game uh, by Drunk Stunder Stupid called If You Had To. So, um... Basically, would you rather? So, Kay's going to go first. So, if you had to, would you? Um, plastic surgeons in training use fuck, use you to practice operations. I'm going to go ahead and say no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what mine is yet. <laughs> All right. So, mine is 
Oh, God. When you go out, you always have to be on a leash. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with that one. Yeah, I'm going to take that one. (laughs) Yeah. No more surgery for me. I have had plastic surgery. Don't recommend it. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Um, twice, actually, I've had to because I had uh, a mole removed on my back that and it didn't take and the uh, mm-hmm. the scar blew and he tried to fix it and it blew again. Ooh. So that's really fun. <sighs> um, so I just have a blown scar on my back, which is great in a very high movement area. Mm. And then uh, a dog tried to bite my face off. And oh. so a plastic surgeon came in and stitched me up yeah i i had it on my lady bit on your nevers yeah my my mom after we got out of the um pre-op she Mm -hmm. looked at me in the car and she went you're going to have plastic surgery on your vagina (laughs) (laughs) and it was just yes the john (laughs) mulaney shoulder Thing he does when yeah. he talks about the realtor and it's kind of yes <laughs> i was oh, like okay funny. karen <laughs> oh oh laura funny. that's hilarious yeah <laughs> uh, all right well thank you guys so much for listening we hope you enjoyed this episode i know that we've been tired we're really sorry the the busy season is about to let up very very soon and the sun is about to come out again very very soon so you cannot wait for the sun to come back because i am tired of feeling like shit so um i want to go outside (laughs) um but yeah so march 8th the time goes back um also want to shout out amanda real quick from the lexington bookie she has some super cool reads that she's been posting since the new year that are really really neat yeah um especially i think there's one called like things we don't talk about so Mm -hmm. i was like ooh, that's right up our alley oh yeah um which is super cool. Oh, um, um, and she also did some really. She did some old classics that are just you yeah. know amazing as well. Towards the beginning of the year, like Pride and Prejudice and things like that. Just you know to refresh our memories on the things that we should also revisit. Mm-hmm. Even though you know it's great to read new things, sometimes it's good to revisit old books. Yeah. Um. There's comfort in that. So um, yeah. I thought that was really interesting, and we just love her so much, and we're we so do. excited to have her back on again in the future when. Everything chills out for all of us. <laughs> and you saying... this has been chaos, but... You saying that reminded me I do have a quick corrections corner from last week. Okay. Um, Soaky Book Fest, uh, pre-books that you have bought before cannot be signed. So if you're, oh, yeah. if you're going to get anything signed at Book Fest, you have to buy it at Book Fest, unfortunately. Um but doesn't it go towards charities though? yeah like, yeah it does that's why it's a fundraiser yeah, so it, like, that it makes is. sense yeah. yeah so um but please come I out was bitter, but it makes yeah. sense yeah <laughs> uh please come out the prices are very reasonable i'm actually going through all of the prices on all of the books right now um but yeah it, they're very reasonable it goes to good things it goes to promoting literacy in kentucky which is Yay! really important especially for our state um, yes. And I will say, Very important. yeah, I will say one thing about literacy for children is that when children have a book um, that they can understand and grow to love, one, it does make them more empathetic um, to they kids yeah, because they're seeing from someone else's perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to kids these days deal with a lot of shit. 
at home. Unfortunately, that's just mm-hmm. the way it is. Um, not for every child, but a lot of them deal with more than others. And for them to have a book that they can just hold on to and go back to in times that are so hard, that is such an important thing for them to have hope, um, to see characters that are like themselves doing well. Um, that's something oh, really yeah. important that we really are trying to um, create for our community. Um, yeah. So, yeah, please help well us said. with that. Yeah. I definitely had that experience. I clung to books. I was definitely into escapism. <laughs> I did, like too. my drug. Everyone yeah. else was doing drugs, and I was escaping into other people's realities. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well said. All right. Thank well, you. thank you guys so much for listening. We love you so, so much. Um, we will see you Friday. And remember, you are not a monster. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to Talk Crooked. Music is by Gisla Niebach. Check out our website, talkcrooked.wixsite.com slash podcast for sources and visual aids, as well as resources to get involved. To keep up with our nonsense and stay up to date on all things crooked, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook at Talk Crooked. To keep the shots coming, access ex- exclusive bonus content, get a free poster, and a shout out on air, head on over to our Patreon. All links can be found on our website. You can listen to us basically anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you have interesting stories relating to our content, please send them to talkcrooked at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. For business inquiries or sponsorships, please email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. See you next time.